Hi everyone, it's Guillaume from Startup Basecamp. Welcome to the Tech for Climate podcast. During the show, you will have the opportunity to meet the best climate tech founders, investors, and experts from both Silicon Valley and around the globe. They will share with you their stories and personal journeys into this growing and exciting industry, giving you some insight into the ecosystems that help you to take part in the fight against climate change and benefit from the opportunities it can represent podcast is divided in two small interviews. During the first part, you will get to know our speakers, their perspectives on the climate crisis and how climate tech is changing the game. Second part of the discussion will be for members of our community who will learn the speaker's secret sauce on how to and share with you their unique expertise on topics such as fundraising, management, strategy and so on to help you to become a better leader in your field. So before we start, I would like to quickly share what we are doing at Startup Basecamp to support climate tech founders in accessing resources and gaining visibility with investors they seek. Our initiatives include a membership-based community platform offering access to a dedicated Slack group with a growing number of founders, experts, and investors from around the world and a series of exclusive content such as interviews, weekly job listings, events, and our quarterly online pitch of night opportunity. But more than a place where you can learn, exchange, and grow, we are building a matchmaking service to facilitate connections between our members and top investors and experts in the field. And soon, alongside with other top investors, we will be launching a small fund to co-invest in the growth and acceleration of our members. Finally, all of this is possible because of your support and donations. We are a small self-funded team, and we want you to be part of this collective movement against climate change. So please share one episode with a friend and subscribe to the channels. As an added bonus, we will plant a tree for each of our subscribers each time we reach 1,000 new fans or donors. Do not hesitate to connect with me via social media or email guillaume at Startup Basecamp. Thanks a lot for listening. I hope to get in touch with you soon. And now, let's go for the show. Hi, everyone. During this new episode of our Founder Series, we are sitting down with Carolina Link-Vanerus, founder and CEO at Circulate, a B2B marketplace for sustainable packaging and a purchasing tool for urban SMEs. They aim to be your trustworthy partner in finding the very best packaging out there that is good for your needs, your budget, and the planet. I was super excited to speak with Carolina and learn more about her incredible story. Her beginnings as a consultant at McKinsey, a passion for frisky nature, friends, and wine, and the successions of life experiences that led her to the launch of Circulate. Carolina, you will discover the booming sustainable packaging landscape today, estimated at $100 billion plus in the European market only. You will learn how traditional packaging is contributing to 61% of plastic waste in the environment today, what's happening in the industry, and then we'll go deeper into circulate unique solutions to help SME access better packaging alternatives and contribute to the fight of climate change. Finally, Carolina will share the next steps necessary to achieve their vision and how you can get involved in the process today. 
During the second part of the talk, Carolina will give her secret sauce for early stage founders looking to fundraise. Finally, she will share her own work-life balance tips for founders and her thought on the incredible role women are and will continue to have in the climate change fight. Carolina, welcome to the show. Hi, Carolina. Welcome to the Tech for Climate podcast. We're super happy and excited to have you uh, here with us today. So before we start, uh, can you give us a 30-second intro about uh, Circulate? Yeah, so thanks. It's great to be here. Um, Circulate is a platform and a tool for companies to, to find the best packaging uh, for their business and, and at the same time for the, for the planet and evaluate different kinds of packaging. So we want to create an, an overview through a marketplace of the packaging market, but also guide buyers in the best way to, to make good choices. Fantastic. So let's start by the, the top. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, your story and, uh, and background? Uh, I mean, prior starting Circulate, maybe anything specific uh, that uh, is not public yet that you would like to share about, uh, about you, what you like, what you don't like. I mean, who is Carolina? <laughs> Carolina, that's me. Um, I'm a, I am Swedish originally, but I grew up moving around the, the world with my family back and forth, but, but mainly my Swedish by base. Um, went to business school in Stockholm School Economics uh, and then kicked off my career fast into investment banking, but got convinced over to, to consulting at, at McKinsey for a few years. Um, and then a few years of consulting ended up being quite, quite, quite many years until I got my first real job um, at a, a startup scale-up uh, uh, group of companies, um, more, more kind of cowboy entrepreneurs, let's say. Uh, driven company is what I came from the world of best practice into the world of no practice and, and learned a great deal about entrepreneurship and founding, which I was amazed, amazed by and, and the power of people, which you don't realize that much when you're on the consulting side. Um, uh, good fun. Uh, always try to, to juggle having an efficient work style and, and fun things to do doing, doing work because I'm a big fun lover but while also being able to be flexible to pursue my different passions, which is uh, always going to be outside of work. Uh, I'm a big uh, free skier and I love, I love uh, traveling the world to go skiing uh, powder mountains everywhere. Uh, and in summer, I'm a big sailor. So anything with wa water in any, in any consistency is, is my passion. Excellent. And just to, to travel and, and meet friends and drink wine uh, is, is what, I, what I really like. Um, yeah, yeah, and also after this started scale up, scale up life, I at some point came to a conclusion that um, I'm a very, very engaged and dedicated person, and I put my soul into everything I do. Uh, realizing, I think it grew over time that maybe I should really put this soul and energy and, and drive that I have into something that also uh, is important. Uh, and obviously, you can you can always argue what is important, but for me, it's it's obviously about uh, feeling that I contribute to, to the better good and, and, and uh, solve real problems. Uh, and that's where my journey sort of into more impact uh, kind of work started. Do, do you have any like maybe drive, I mean, driver or this haha moment, you know, that really like pushed you to do that jump from, you know, consulting and, and the different experience and yeah, sure, your, your, your love for nature, but uh, uh, to really like start circulate. What was this hard moment where you say, okay, this is like really, I want to put all of my soul and energy for that. 
So I, I didn't wake up one morning and, and felt like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, start this company. But it's, it's actually a process been going for, for three years uh, from, from my first thought. So it's been a long uh, a long, uh, long process uh, of heavy analysis as well to, to find the right opportunity. But I think I, I always felt only from an, already from an early age that uh, I'm privileged to be to be born into the part of the world that we are, and I'm privileged to be born uh, without uh, any constraints and fears. I'm, I'm, I'm completely fearless. Um, so with that position, I always felt that I should use my voice to speak for those who can't, or who, who, who don't dare, and always engaged in, in, in um, working with inclusion in school and making sure that nobody's feeling left out. And then I also worked a lot, my, my early early days in my career, I worked a lot with, um, with uh, gender equality and, and but also inclusiveness more of different kind of personalities that one everybody cannot be everything at the same time um, and we need to appreciate our differences rather than, than getting bothered by them um, and then as the climate question has been rising more and more and I become more and more aware of what we're actually the damage we're causing to our planet and how utterly stupid a lot of things that we do are that sort of sparked this this bigger uh feeling of, of that I need to do something um, and that I can't sit here and spend all my time and days working on this insignificant, let's say, but, but in more insignificant things when we have so many more urgent problems to solve out there. Um, but I think packaging is, is, is also something uh, that it's, I think it's, it's also something that's been growing the past years for, for a lot of us, um, going to the recycling station one morning, with lots and lots of packaging you throw it away uh and then two days later you have just as much again and it's like it never ends up uh just it just fills up and you just throw away this packaging they've used it for for a few minutes um while we also get bombarded with messages that we are consuming too much uh, the planet is it's not endless and we, we need to think more um responsibly around our resources so it hasn't been an aha moment rather than than something that's really been growing over time and i started to, to nail that, boil that into the packaging industry, started researching a lot how it works, getting to know it. There's a lot of really cool innovation, which is, excites me uh, on the material side, um, to the extent that I, that I ultimately decided to, to start focusing my job and, and, and get and start working as a consultant in the packaging industry to understand it even further, to know the players. Um, and during that time, really narrowed down also uh, what needs to be done in the industry. So unfortunately there is no a long, long answer, but there is no aha moment, but it's been a, it's been a, a sort of a, a path of narrowing down into what, we, what needs to be done and, and what can I do as well. Um, okay. So that probably this is a, a good segue as well to, to ask you a little bit more about, uh, and you mentioned that uh, in, in your previous answer here, like, can you give us a little bit like the maybe the overview of the sustainable uh, packaging landscape today? I mean, how is it evolving and, and in a way what is blocking or slowing it down? Uh, you mentioned those innovation and technology that are existing and alternatives to the traditional uh, packaging in itself. So what needs to operate? I mean, what needs to happen to operate all of those uh, change to help uh, we as, a, as consumers, as companies to, to consume less packaging or differently um, and really contribute uh, to reach this, uh, you know, 2015 zero goal? I think it's really important to remember that, that packaging, the best packaging is no packaging at all, right? Um, and packaging is 
is a function. It's something that, that sort of protects and transports your, your product from, from one place to the other or contains your, your product if it's a liquid program and so on, protects it. But it's, it's a, packaging has a function, but for the past years, decades, we, we're more and more treating packaging as, as a transactional good. Um, so I think we need to go back to, to see, going back to functionality of packaging. And um, also I think that there's also, when it comes to sustainable packaging, we used to be very sustainable in packaging uh, back in the days, but it's these past years with the plastic revolution and then the booming that, that has sort of, we've broken the system. So we need to go back to where we used to be when we were more economical in what we, what we were using. We, for example, many countries had for like milk bottle systems. You, you, you get a bottle you, you, with your milk and then you hand back down with bottles. So we used to be so much more circular in how we were working with packaging. And at some point, I know it wouldn't become too easy, accessible, and too cheap. And that's when we started these transactional single-use uh, packagings instead. Um, and I think the, the market can also be split into, if we just look at so sustainable packaging, what is sustainable packaging? A lot of sustainable packaging is, is not, no new innovation. It's, it's paper, it's cardboard, it's recycled uh, fibers, um, wrappers, and so on. Um, and that market has been there for, for quite, a, quite a great while and it's big. And, and, and I think, for example, the, the, the green packaging market in Europe is estimated to be 100 billion US dollars uh, already in 2019. And then obviously you have to understand what is the green one, but it's, it's a huge market and it's growing like crazy. Um, um, and then it's also about thinking, should it be growing? Because once again, the best packaging is, is no packaging. So volume wise, it should not be growing, but as we reduce the amount of packaging, we could spend more, more money on the packaging we actually do need to use and make sure that that one is better, um, both how it's sourced, but also uh, in the features and how it, how it protects and the product and smart packaging and so on. Um, I think if we just look at some, some scary figures here, but, but the problem with packaging is obviously the, the resources that we consume and that we are consuming three times the resources um, that the planet has. Um, and those resources should be spent where we really value it the most. And I don't think any of us, if we had to choose, if we had to get rid of a third of the stuff that we consume, I think packaging would probably be one of the things that we could live without, uh, that we think is, is least important for, in many cases. So, um, but that's sort of the climate change question. But then we also have the huge problem with packaging waste, uh, filling up our oceans, filling up uh, uh, animal species uh, and, our, and, and our full ecosystems breaking down. And, just in, in Europe, uh, we have we see approximately 170 kilos of packaging waste per capita, which is huge because if you think of packaging, it's quite lightweight, so it's a lot of packaging. Um, and 61% of, pla of plastic waste is um, um, uh, all the plastic waste in, in, in nature is also based is packaging waste. So it's, it's really packaging is, is really a big issue that we need to solve. Um, and still we see that the plastic use is increasing in Europe as well. You would think that with the past years now, a lot of things happening, but plastic is still increasing. So that's something I really want, uh, I said I want, to, I want to spread here now that we think that we're using less and less, but that's not the case. We're still, we're still on a way up, which we definitely need to stop uh, ASAP. Because yeah. you have to think of that, like the average plastic is used for a few minutes, the average plastic bag, I think it's like 12 minutes lifetime. It takes a thousand years to decompose. Um, um, so, so it's, it's uh, yeah, we have, to, we have to be more mindful with this kind of what is sustainable packaging and, and how we use it. 
any, I think, in, in this innovation of this field now, because plastic as material per se is not that bad. It's just how we use it in our system. So I think we're mm -hmm. going to see the, this is one of the industries that's going to be the most disrupted uh, the coming decade. Um, both on sort of what materials we use in our packaging and how we innovate with, with new materials, making plastics out of agriculture, waste, cornstarch, uh, all these fantastic biomaterials, but also how we use more circular systems uh, of packaging. Um, because in a, in a perfect circular closed system, you want the packaging to last as long as possible. And if plastic can last a thousand years, that's amazing. But the problem is when, when our circular systems systems are leaking and the packaging for some reason ends up in nature, then you don't want it to last for a thousand years and you rather want it to decompose in a year. So, so that's sort of, depending on how our infrastructure grows here, that sort of defines also what is sustainable packaging and what is that market, um, which I think is so exciting to be part of this change. Definitely. But do, do you see any like, um, you know, area where, uh, because clearly like, you know, with the boom of e-commerce uh, as of today, um, I mean, the, the, the amount of cardboard box and we always, or at least I always believe that, okay, cardboard is one of the few packaging things that can be uh, recycled or at least like uh, uh, re-injected into the, uh, into, into the, 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 the circuit uh, after my, uh, my use. Um, but do you see like, uh, other area, thanks to the new uh, technology today, that uh, can really uh, have a, a strong impact, and where you guys as Circulate wants to also help and 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 push, or uh, is still very fragmented today. What, what is blocking to go if that technology is existing to go more mainstream? You mean what kind of packaging product, or in what industry? I, I would say packaging product uh, as of today. No, and I, I think it's it's quite hard to predict the future here. And if I also circulate, we just want to be part of accelerating whatever change is coming. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I think it would also very much depend on on local infrastructure, and that's also the case today. That that some packaging is super sustainable on paper if if you recycle it, and then in some countries, the actual recycling rates. Could, Cardboard is always recyclable in, in, in countries, but, but you have to look at the actual recycled rate of what, what actually is recycled and how many facilities and the volumes it can handle. But in most countries, cardboard will be highly recycled, um, up to seven times maximum. Uh, uh, in other countries now, we, we see this new compostable packaging is coming, which is, which is great. And that's also, um, but that's also a jungle that where as a consumer, you need to figure out if it's home compostable, that means you can basically put it in your in your garden compost or, or you also do it in, in the forest and in nature. But if it's industrially com compostable, it means that your local municipality needs to collect industrially compostable goods and compost them in, an, in this facility for it. And the majority of countries don't have that. So that's also, I think it, it, it's, it's hard to, it's really hard to navigate which product it, it actually uh, revolutionizing and, and great for the future um, for you and your business, depending on where you are, where you're operating into what country you're sort of stripping out your packaging to, because every country has invested in different kinds of, of uh, uh, recycling and, and uh, reusing systems. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's quite hard to say, but I think any packaging for the future, what, I, what I'm really excited about to see is, is any packaging that is made of a, of a waste product. So not only that it's not made of virgin material uh, or recycling material, but it's actually made of a waste waste product. So for example, if you um, 
if you, you manage to do the pasta packaging out of the old pasta water, or if you manage to do the um, cereal packaging out of, out of the old cereal um, agricultural wastes that you would throw away anyway. So, so those kind of packaging where the packaging is sort of, packaging is secondary to the product and it's made of the secondary raw material to the product. I think those ones are really, really exciting uh, innovations to see. Thank you. Does that answer so your question? For- yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's a very large question. It's a very large uh, landscape. Uh, and I think you, you already gave us like a lot of like uh, different hints uh, to, to understand better that, uh, that ecosystem as of today. And clearly, uh, it's, it's clearly a place where uh, actors and innovators need to, uh, to move on. And uh, it's moving on. So that's exciting. But the problem is, uh, is humongous. So let's go maybe a little bit deeper now into, uh, into circulate, try to understand uh, the, the, the story uh, behind it. Um, how long did it take you guys to, to put the, the first uh, platform uh, prototype together? Um, and, and what are the, the initial uh, packaging and, and, and services that uh, you're offering uh, today? Yeah, so, so working with this industry, I realized that, okay, I want to speed up the, the change to, to more, to more uh, sustainable packaging practices. It's not only more sustainable packaging, but how we use packaging. And then the first step, obviously, now is to, to help companies reduce packaging in general. Uh, and make sure that the packaging we u- do use has as little environmental effect as possible, both in how it's being produced, but then also when it's handled logistically and disposability in it. Um, and as the world's infrastructure looks now, it's a lot about sort of still single use linear packaging, but that is more sort of biodegradable, compostable, has low environmental impact. But in the near future, we really want to contribute to building this circular uh, packaging systems uh, and infrastructures. Um, and what I found in sort of, when I tried to figure out what is, why is this change in the packaging industry happening so, so slow? Uh, some of the main issues that I, I found was, was basically that it's an extremely fragmented and transparent market from, from, from the supply side. Um, and there's this huge knowledge gap between buyers and sellers. Um, so, so to sum that up, uh, it's just, it's just extremely complicated for medium and, and, and small sized buyers to, to buy packaging and to understand it. Uh, I think on just what I've been talking about now, it, it's sort of, uh, there's so many layers to packaging that you need to be aware of. And um, packaging is, is not core to your business. If, if, you're, if you're a small, medium sized company, packaging is not core to your business. So um, you have a packaging, you, you usually switch it every two to three years maybe, um, which means that unless you're a huge uh, group of com- company has a lot of product, you can't have somebody working full-time on packaging. So it ends up being somebody else in the company that needs to, to source and review the packaging. Um, a person that doesn't have the knowledge, nor the interest, nor the time to really dig into these questions. Um, um, so, so, the, so the buy side needs a lot of guidance in this to understand what is the best packaging for, for my business? What, what criteria does my packaging actually need to fulfill? Does it need to be food approved? Does it need to be... Um, um, liquid proof or can it be compostable, biodegradable, what does these different things mean, um, to really understand what you need and then also to create an overview of the market to see, okay, what is actually out there and available to me. Uh, and what we see there is that the packaging industry is extremely behind on digitalization. Um, so it's really hard to find find the packaging providers and compare them out there because they're very analog still. Um, so, so our mission here is to really um, 
initially now start start creating an overview of the packaging market and, and make sure that all the good packaging alternatives of, of tomorrow um, are seen and get better exposure so so that these these good guys uh, uh, get a boost and take to take over and replace all the bad alternatives out there as fast as possible uh, and while we sort of get, create this overview of the market and what's available we also help the buyer and we are this unbiased third party here to really define which is the best one for you and everything else alike, which of these packaging is, has less environmental impact uh, than the other, um, where we are developing um, a, a sustainability index to put on all the products, which is not only looking at carbon footprint, nor only looking at what it's made of, but we try to have a holistic sustainability view here and, and, and uh, make sure that, that the impact is sort of as well rounded as possible here. because when it comes to sustainability, a lot of times, you sort of you clean up in one area and then make sure you have the lowest carbon footprint as possible, but then sort of shit bubbles up in another area because you sort of you optimize one thing and then you 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 can really pour something else. So we really want to have a holistic view on this. Yeah. So we launched our we, we launched our, our initial platform this this spring in, in May, where we where we together with um, um, a bunch of partner vendors that we we have collaborations with, uh, we can we buyers can submit the request of what they need and then together with our partner vendors we, we find the best option for them um, and right now we are uh, in any any day now we are we are launching our the next step of this this service which is basically a more visible marketplace when you see um, more like a web shop when you can we can search and filter and compare and different alternatives from from our different vendors um, in any way and then the next step for us is to to also work with a little basic intelligence, uh, we call him Paco. Paco is a guide uh, and they will ask you a lot of questions and, and better sort of help you to pinpoint down uh, what are your packaging needs and what should you be searching for when you're in the next step, look in the marketplace. Okay. So can you walk us like in the existing or future, um, I would say buyer uh, process uh, or user experience on the, on the platform? The idea is like, um, I create my account, I have my company, and uh, I will, uh, based on, on, on the different needs of my product or service that uh, I need, I will uh, therefore uh, be able to choose uh, within a variety, variety of, uh, of suppliers. Um, is that as simple as that? Or uh, you guys are still doing like a lot of like manual work uh, behind that? And uh, I would say, is it more like a model like drop shipping or are you uh, planning to take into account the whole logistic aspect of it? Or is more like a marketplace? So really like connecting and then the, the, the vendors in a way will ship to the buyers uh, automatically uh, based on the, uh, the purchase order. So obviously it's a journey and, and everything is not in place from, from day one, but if we, if we sort of look at, at what we what we aim so, so clear to be, it, it's it's to be from from buyer side, it's to be your 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 own packaging uh, partner or, or, or packaging manager almost, handling like, handling and digitalizing it and making more efficient everything packaging. So from the fact that you come into the site, uh, you use our Oreo friend Paco uh, to define what packaging you need, and, and usually it's you have a lot of different packaging. Our target customer has a packaging spend of around, on average, 100,000 euros per, per year, but it could be more. Um, um, but our target group is our companies that don't have their own packaging, man packaging manager, basically. Um, so help you pinpoint your packaging needs, but also help you with new innovative ideas here on how you can reduce your packaging. 
And when we have that, we, we go to the next step, which is exploring and finding comparable options, uh, including the sustainability ranking here, and, and really focus on decision support. So if we know if we know that that when you make decisions, you, you make it on these parameters, that's what, what needs to be visible there. And, and we really want to translate the packaging lingo into on our platform to make it accessible lingo for, for, for us, the, the average people uh, to understand and make it efficient. Um, and then we, we, when it comes to the purchasing process, um, instead of, of having to manage different vendors, that takes a lot of time for you or, or, or going to a wholesaler that might not have exactly what you're looking for. Um, through Bank to Circulate, you can sort of pick out the best from every category from different vendors, but still just have one interface with one stop shop, uh, one purchasing process. Uh, where we also want to help with financing, uh, bridging, bridging liquidity issues, which is also a big thing in packaging with, with to be able to, to pay up front for six months worth of packaging is it's, it's super um, big strain on liquidity. So, so helping out with, with, with financing and payment terms and then make it easy to track your order, track the production, uh, receive and, and approve uh, the packaging uh, as odd as it may seem. Uh, uh, it's actually frightening how seldom it is that the packing you receive actually lives up to expectation of what you thought you ordered in the industry. So there we also hope to be able over time uh, make sure that that what you receive is actually what, what you want what you wanted. Um, and then this is sort of a packaging is a refill loop. So make it so working with automated supply chains, I really believe in sort of the industry uh, 4.0 or whatever you want to call it, but in the future that for example, for, especially for, for restocking, um, your systems know that now we got this big order on these products, we're low on the packaging, placing an order automatically uh, to the vendors through our platform. Um, we use a buyer just integrate to us and we then integrate to all the different vendors. Um, and then I think over time, what's important also go with the platform is if you buy everything to circulate, we, we know what packaging you're using and, and the volume. So we can track your packaging usage and therefore also help you calculate your environmental impact of it, um, the environmental improvements you've done over time, and also for, for um, a lot of new upcoming legislations now forcing companies to, to report the packaging to, to, to government at the EU, um, you can export our reports there. And so we can continuously help you sort of have this overview and track it, uh, but also give you advice on, on what packaging you could switch. So, so Hey, Guillaume, has your packaging used the past six months? It has this environmental impact. Uh, what if you switch this and that one to these two instead? You can improve it even further. So, mm -hmm. yeah. It's the, then, the, the full circulating that's, uh, that, that, that's exciting. Maybe I'll, I'll step back a little bit and I'll ask you a little bit more about like, how do you select uh, those, those vendors? Like, how do you source them and how do you evaluate them? I mean, did you build like your own internal framework? I guess, uh, uh, I mean, you're doing the job that uh, a lot of SMEs should probably uh, do, but don't have the, the resource for. So how do you, in a way, guarantee uh, as of today, and maybe uh, it will evolve in the, in the future uh, to provide them like the best view on what is the, in a way, the best for the, the, the planet. And that is uh, matching their needs in terms of, uh, um, you know, as you mentioned, waterproof or, being, uh, or something like uh, health-wise, you know, respecting uh, the different uh, criteria uh, in place uh, today. So how do you do that? No, and that's, that's really important because that is our biggest value proposition, right? That we, we, we take away this headache from, from the buyers uh, and we, we, we're vetting these vendors. So, uh, we find the vendors that we think are sort of part of, part of the solution, the packaging of tomorrow. 
Uh, and then we have a, one of the most important teams that we have is our sort of materials expert team, where they, for, for every product, uh, uh, from a, so, so they both vet the vendor, that the vendor is sort of has sustainable, responsible practices and operations, but then every product is screened to a very rigorous set of sort of sustainability criteria. So, so that all the products on a platform, you, you can be sure are meeting a certain bar uh, and that everything on, on our platform is, is the better alternative. Um, and then obviously I hope that whatever we, where our bar is now, that we will raise the bar every year. So we're driving this, this, this change, but we have this minimum criteria that the materials team are, have defined and mm. that, we, that we screen all the products. Um, um, and then the, the vendor we get to know, okay, out of your 50 products, only these 20 actually made it on the platform. And what, what was really exciting, what I think is really exciting so far and what I didn't expect is that they, vendors get very excited of getting their products screened and know, getting to know that, oh, 30 of my products don't make it. Why, what can I change with these products? Um, and get advice from our materials team then on, on how they can change this specific kind of ingredient or glue or, or, or whatever color they're printing with and actually improve the sustainability of their products. So we can also drive an overall uh, improvement in the market in this term. Um, and then, and then once they're on the, they're on the platform, we also, um, um, so they meet the bar and, and, and what you can also be confident is that, that all products on our, on our platform will, are, is compliant with all upcoming EU regulations. There's a lot, the coming years now, there's so many new directives, regulations uh, that you sort of, as a packaging buyer, just getting on top of those, understanding what it actually means, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. So, so buying through us, you can be sure that everything is, is compliant. Um, so that's also what we need to make sure that when new regulations come that we rescreen products uh, uh, to make sure they're still compliant. Um, and then once they're on the platform, they're made on the platform, we also have the sustainability index, as I said, where, where you, can, you can compare the products. They're all good, but they can be good, better and best from an environmental perspective. Um, and there as well, it's, it's also a little bit about what are you going to do with the product? So are you going to ship this item really, really far away? Then maybe it's better with a more logistically efficient um, e-commerce bag made of Brazilian sugarcane. But if you're not shipping it so far, maybe a recycled box of uh, local, um, in my case, maybe Swedish uh, recycled cardboard is a better choice. So that's also we want one guide in. Um, but the vetting is really important. And, and in addition to our, our initial screening of, of of products and vendors, um, we also want to make it transparent to for for to be able to review you, mm. review the products and vendors. So so have solid reviews here and and something is really important in, in in our credibility is that no vendor can buy themselves a better rating or better visibility on a platform um, compared to other marketplaces. We are we are very we're neutral and fact based in this. And, and I understand that this uh, this trust and, and, and in a way certification or, or trust of your certification or like your own rating uh, is something very important. And are you guys uh, using or planning to uh, collaborate with uh, external organization, uh, maybe NGOs or maybe uh, you know labs or scientists to also uh, in a way review your validation, or is something that uh, is not uh, in the in the planning as of today? Maybe in the in the future will be. No, 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 definitely, and we already do. So, so we we, we obviously have our, our great team uh, with um, material chemists and and, and, uh, and engineers and sustainability. But we are we are we are working with a with a number of different uh, both NGOs, but also 
consultancies and research consultancies in this field to make sure that we what we develop is, is state of the art, but also to be humble and know that uh, it's a really hard sort of question to, to ask, like what is sustainable, what is sustainable packaging? There's no clear answer to that. And so that's also what we need to be humble and say, okay, but based on what is available to us today and based on what, what we can look at today, this is our conclusion that this one is actually better than this one. But as, as data improves, as tra traceability and source in sourcing improves, uh, the models can become more and more precise. Um, mm -hmm. But that's yeah. always important to collaborate with these other ones. And, and there are quite a few already existing indices as well that we are looking to, to now to collaborate with or, or integrate in as well. So not reinventing the wheel, but build on, on existing science. Yeah, I mean, avoiding at any cost, I think greenwashing is uh, it's super important, uh, especially on the yeah. on the trust of the consumer. And and I guess it's, it will be also like a, a marketing uh, tool that uh, your buyers would probably use uh, to their uh, own client base uh, as well, saying that uh, we we are doing a, a better choice today uh, by using this kind of uh, of packaging. So tell me a bit more. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, tell me a little bit more about the, the economics of, of it, um, because, I mean, I was reading this the, the, the book of, of Bill Gates, and he, he keeps mentioning about this green premium. Um, do you see, like, a huge difference in between, like, more sustainable packaging that uh, you guys are proposing uh, to your uh, buyers and traditional packaging? Uh, what is this green uh, premium uh, as of today? And do you think that by increasing, in a way, the amount of volumes, uh, you will be able to uh, reduce that green premium uh, for the for the buyers. I think it's so hard to say in this case because if you look at, for example, cardboard and boxes, that's something that's been existing for ages, and that's not particularly expensive. So it uh, sort of you have to define what niche you go into, and maybe if somebody's innovating it, uh, we have some of our vendors are are, are producing uh, packaging from from um, seagrass, for example, and these things. And obviously um, you need to reach an industrial scale in any business to, to, become, to become competitive in, in price. But I think what excites me a lot when I started on this, this mission was to see uh, how many great high-performing packaging alternatives out there that are uh, competitive, not only on performance and on looks and feels, but also on pricing. And that's sort of what, when I decided that, no, I don't need to, to get out here and start a new packaging company. I just, I just want to make sure that if we just apply all the ones available now, how, how big of a change can we do then? So um, I don't think there's a, there's a particular green price premium that you can say in all cases. I think there might be an innovation premium at, with all new innovative products. Mm -hmm. They're usually more expensive in the beginning. Uh, but the ones that come further, the, in many cases, it's even cheaper, um, especially to start using using waste material and in these kind of uh, um, raw material that, that doesn't have a, a high price. Um, mm -hmm. and, but what I'm also excited about here is, is, is obviously that if you buy a uh, face cream today in a pump, uh, it comes in a pump uh, in a cardboard box with a plastic film around it, and then you buy it online, so it also comes in a shipping box with lots of fillers around it. So basically that's one, two, there's five items of packaging to this cream, uh, which in the cream in itself is super cheap. It's just basic chemicals. So usually it's like the packaging is so much more expensive than the cream here. Um, what if you reduce those packaging to two or half, then you could spend so much more money on the actual pump instead. So do we really need to have the pump in the box with the plastic film around it? Or could we just have the pump and sell it as it is? 
Um, so I think also there companies need to reconsider um, where do you where do you spend the money and make it sort of worth what where is more worth to spend spend the money in these industries and hopefully also that's something that that certainly can contribute with is to to get these new innovations um, a faster commercialization journey and bigger volume so that they faster can also become competitive um, in those cases. So in terms of like economics and, and, and business model, like how do you see the, the business model um, evolving for uh, Circulate? I mean, you mentioned today uh, prior to the interview that you guys were more like in a MVP stage right now, validating uh, the, the, the demand uh, there, but what is the, 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 the business model and how, how do you, I mean, see your, your margin evolving in the, in the future? So our, our base, base sort of model is to, to take a, a percent of commission uh, on the sales uh, from a vendor. So uh, we, we don't compete with vendors on sales channels, but we want to be a com- com- complementing sales channel to them. So they have their own direct sales to the bigger customers and so on, but through Circulate, they get an additional high-performing digital sales channel, which uh, markets they wouldn't reach otherwise, but also a great way for them to serve long tail of customers that they can't really afford to serve with higher service grades. So, um, and in this case, we, we, we charge a, a commission on the sales, um, which can range from, from a, a lower percentage for more volume products and high percentage for more sort of low volume, high margin products. Um, and then in addition, we offer, goes to offer a lots of value-adding services. So first of all, obviously financing solutions, both, both on the sell side and the buy side for, for liquidity. Um, and on the sell side, everything that has to do with um, with helping them grow. So, so growth hacking, SEO analytics, helping them write better product descriptions, uh, giving insights and, and, uh, and recommendations there, uh, but also recommendations on how they should improve their offering going forward. So saying that, okay, your product has been shown in, in the 200 searches this past month, but nobody's been choosing that. Should we figure out why? Should we, uh, we see that people are, are tend to choose more and more this kind of packaging. Should you grow your offering to that? Towards that instead, so it's also recommended. Anything we can do to, to, to help them grow, basically. Um, and on the buy side, value services are all about helping you find the best packaging. So, uh, hiring. If if you do big packaging review, maybe you want to have a uh, outsourced packaging manager for a few months' time, and we can do that for you. Be your personal packaging shopper, um, packaging designer. Um, um, but also anything that has to do with with looking over your packaging environmental impact. So so extracting these reports, but, but then also um, analyzing them and tra- translating them into your sustainability reporting um, and help you with, with what improvements you can be, can be done and so on uh, going forward. So can you tell us a bit more about the um, competition um, today for Circulate? I mean, is there any like uh, direct competitors or maybe I would say indirect competitors in uh, the EU and the US and Maybe why are you guys uh, different and maybe better? So I think in terms of, of having this, this unbiased third-party platform guiding you, uh, there is no such thing. But that doesn't mean there's no competition because I think that's what companies a lot of times do wrong. That's like if you can't find anybody exactly does the same thing as you, there is no competition. But obviously people are buying packaging today. So how are they buying it and why are they buying it? That is our competition. Uh, so, so the biggest Competition today, I would say, are uh, packaging resellers um, that that are serving these customers directly. Where our goal is to collaborate with these these resellers. Our competition is also sort of our, our partners. So instead of the resellers 
um, serving the long tail of customers, um, um, which is expensive for them because these the small customers need so much more guidance than the big ones. Um, but since they're smaller, they, they can't give them as much guidance as they need. So there's a lot of friction between these guys today because it's not really working out from, from neither of the buyer or sell side is happy with this relationship. So hopefully we can sort of circulate, take over that, that process from them as a, as a collaborating partner to them rather than competition, if you would say that. Um, so that's on the sell side. Um, um, so, so for any packing wholesalers or resellers, um, there are a few marketplaces growing up now as well. So obviously Alibaba and uh, and uh, uh, we have uh, Sturian Suez has, has a great um, initiative of, of um, uh, boxing as well. Um, so there are a few of them growing. Um, and I think there's room for everyone, but it, I think they are more niche in one field or two, whereas we really want to take this stance as this sort of third party unbiased uh, sustainability focused uh, place to go to um, in this case and we focus on on, on these mid-sized customers as well um, okay and then on the vendor side i think the competition is that they use uh, that they build their own in-house digital sales channel and make that better or that they work with agencies and so on to, to get their sort of sales improving um, which i've had plenty of time to do but they don't really seem to get there so um, <laughs> Okay, so just to uh, to, finalize, to to wrap up a little bit here, um, you mentioned this uh, this hundred uh, billion dollar uh, billion euros or billion dollars sorry uh, market opportunity in terms of the, the packaging industry. So how much do you think you guys can uh, capture, uh, and what are the, the the steps in a way to uh, for you to to reach the full uh, scale uh, of the operation of uh, of Circulate? I mean, what? Uh, how and when do you see uh, Circulate becoming like out of this uh, initial stage, more mature and uh, really like the, the go-to uh, places for uh, buyers and, uh, and vendors in a way? And so it's, yeah, so it's, it's the green packaging market, $100 billion in, in 2019, it's, it's huge. Uh, so it, it, it feels a bit stupid to say, to say that we could take 0.01% of the market. Like, it's just it's, it's it's significant. So so the market is so large and so fragmented that that hopefully we come in and we can take good good share of it. And for us, it's it's all about creating creating value to both buyers and vendors to want to use it. So the first years now, it's all about uh, just creating uh, use usage of the platform, getting get people in, get them to use it, get it to, them to love it, and 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 also work because we're on the same we're on the same mission here. It's basically. On, on the vendors, for us, it's about they need to help us help them become successful because if they are successful, we are successful and the whole world is successful because it's good for everyone. So working a lot with both the vendors and the buyers to understand how, what do you need to, to speed up the process to, to more sustainable packaging? What is, what is hindering it? And, and constantly work together with them, uh, learning this journey as we go. Um, uh, but ideally, Become, become the go-to place uh, in such a large and fragmented market, we ne there's never going to be, I doubt it, there's going to be one place to rule them all. There's probably going to be several ways to, to get packaging, but within our niche of uh, um, small, medium-sized buyers that want to, to digitalize the whole process and don't want to engage too much in too complicated, uh, that are not, the packaging is not sort of the biggest passion. I think we, we could take a, a significant share of this market and we really want to be. We want to become. We want to become the go-to place for buying packaging, just because it's so ridiculously easy. So, 
you, you use Circulate, even though you don't care about sustainability, you use Circulate as your packaging platform because it makes your life easier. And then it just so happens that on our platform, everything also happens to be the better choice of tomorrow. Um, That's exciting. Thank you so much for sharing uh, all, all of that. So how, how is the community of listeners today can, uh, can help you to reach that I think, vision? I think first thing is, is just, uh, we want to put the spotlight on all the great packaging of tomorrow. So bombard us with any cool packaging you've seen, any good packaging company you've heard of, old or new, it could, it could have been around forever, but uh, tell us about them. And either they want to reach out to us or tell us about them, we reach out to them because we want to, we want, we want to make sure that there's, a, there's such an incredible choice of sustainable packaging on our platform that there cannot be an excuse that the reason your business is not switching to sustainable packaging is not because like, you couldn't find any good options. Like there should be so many good options. Um, we just need to, to go and get them. So I think that would be the most important part. And then uh, obviously on, on, on the buy side, um, tell us about your packaging needs, uh, but also our role is also a lot about educating the market and create sort of easy transparency in what things mean. So what kind of knowledge content would you want? Um, if, if you're struggling with understanding the, the difference of compostable and biodegradable, blah, 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 like, Tell us and we can write something about it in, in a clear way. So um, that's also something that we really want to make more accessible to, to people that are short in interest and time to still be able to, to understand the different um, layers of complexity in this market. Thank you so much. So any question that I did not ask you that I should have for this uh, first part of the interview? I don't know. I think we covered it all. So thank you so much. It was a, a pleasure.